0: Good morning, everyone. Our scripture reading for today is found in Mark's Gospel, uh, chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 40 through to 45. Hear the word of the Lord. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. Let's look to the Lord together. Uh, Father, thank you uh, for this time that we can gather uh, around our devices on this Lord's day. And Father, we, we look forward to, to a Lord's Day in the, in the very near future where we can uh, fill this people, uh, fill this uh, field with people. Uh, and, and gather together uh, once again. Father, would you allow that day to, to come quickly? Uh, we pray uh, at what joy we'll have when, when that happens. And, and Lord, may it just give us a little greater taste uh, for what is to come in your kingdom. Uh, what, a, what a day that will be when we will see your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, face to face. And so, Father, as we go through this this time that continues to to pose uh, difficulties, some minor, some major, to to individuals, to families, Father, help us as your children to keep our eyes focused on the things above and not on the things below. Uh, Father, thank you so much for working in uh, in the life of Johnny Adams. Uh, Thank you that he was able to uh, get through his his open heart surgery. Thank you that his double bypass was successful, and Father, we do just pray for his recovery uh, in the in the days and months to come. Uh, Father, thank you for the peace that you gave to Johnny and Chris uh, during that whole ordeal leading up to it, and Father, we pray that peace would continue as they as they trust in you in the days ahead. Uh, Father, we also want to pray for Fanny Monis as well. Lord, we know that her, her time is, is short. And so we pray that uh, as, as she waits uh, for the uh, revealing of your glory perfectly in her life, uh, Lord, we pray for her comfort. We pray for her peace. We pray that her mind would not forget you and that you would be with the family in a very special way. Uh, during this time, Father, we also pray for Danny as well in hospital. Lord, would you would you be with him? Would you meet his needs? Would you would you help uh, the doctors to be able to assess, uh, Lord, his the next steps for him? And and Lord, we continue just to pray for for his healing. Be with be with him and his family uh, going going through so much within within the Monis family. Would you? Would you help them, we pray, in, in a special way, we ask. Uh, Father, thank you just for this time now that we can we can open up your word uh, as, as individuals and family groups. Uh, Lord, as we do that together, may it encourage us and instruct us and guide us, convict us, and give us great hope. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we have a very special... Uh, treat today, uh, opening up the Word of God for us, is Sam Albury. Uh, Sam is, is no stranger to our church. He's, uh, he's a pastor, he's an author, he's a speaker, and um, I'm privileged to know him as a friend. And so, Sam, uh, come on up.
1: Well, good morning. Thank you for the, for the privilege it is to be with you uh, today to open up the Scriptures with you. Pastor Paul, thank you for the invitation. I so respect your ministry and uh, thank God for it. So we're in Mark chapter 1. If you can find that on your device or if you've got a Bible to hand, uh, Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 40. Um, Back in 1966, uh, England won the Football World Cup. You may have sensed from my accent that this is of some importance to me. Um, Bobby Moore was the captain, and he was interviewed about the whole thing afterwards, about how it felt to walk up the steps of Wembley Stadium to receive the trophy from from Queen Elizabeth. And the interviewer said, it must have felt amazing, how was it? And Bobby Moore replied somewhat surprisingly by saying, it was terrifying. And he went on to explain that as he walked up those steps, he could see that the queen was wearing spotless white gloves. And he realized that his own hands were caked in mud from the game, and he was gonna have to go up there and shake her hand. And so as he walked up those steps at Wembley Stadium, he was frantically trying to wipe his hands clean. And if you look it up on YouTube, you can see him kind of desperately trying to make his hands clean. Now, we will all have had times when we we kind of feel particularly dirty. It might be a more serious occasion like with Bobby Moore. It might be less serious. You suddenly realise you're out and you've got a blob of ketchup on your shirt or something like that. But at some point, we've had that feeling of kind of being unclean. There's the feeling of of being dirty on the outside, but much more troubling than that is when we feel as though we're dirty on the inside, when we feel as though there's a kind of moral and spiritual dirt in our own hearts. And it's an issue very much raised by our passage this morning. Uh, We meet a man who knows that feeling of being spiritually needing to be clean and yet who finds in jesus how to find that and i want us to think about this using kind of three headings i want us to think about the need for cleansing the means of cleansing and then the cost of cleansing so let's think about the the need for cleansing um If you are familiar with with Shakespeare, and I really am not, but I I know this this one bit of it. Uh, In his play, Macbeth, um, Lady Macbeth has been complicit in the violent murder of a man called King Duncan. And we catch up with Lady Macbeth later on in the play, and she's sleepwalking, and as she sleepwalks, she is furiously trying to scrub her hands clean. In her sleepwalking, she is sensing that there is blood on her hands, and she's desperately trying to scrub the blood off them. And at one point, she says in her sleepwalking, she says, out, damned spot, out, I say. Will these hands never be clean? But however compulsively she washes, she can't seem to get the blood off her her hands. No amount of scrubbing can take away the guilt of what she's done. And it's one of the most insightful scenes that Shakespeare ever wrote. He's describing what we now understand to be a common response to deep guilt. That need to to try to wash ourselves and yet not being able to. And maybe there'll be some of us listening this morning who we're aware of things that we've done and we just can't seem to get rid of that feeling of being spiritually dirty time doesn't take it away trying to be good doesn't take it away and we know we need to be cleansed cleansed in our hearts but it's not just our own deeds that can make us feel that kind of inner dirt i've met so many people who have come to feel dirty because of what others have done to them how others have treated them, what others maybe have tried to do to them. People who've done nothing wrong themselves and yet feel a very, very deep sense of of shame and inner dirt because of how other people have acted towards them. Well, there's no area of life where we don't need Jesus. And there's no area of life where that hope from him is not available. Jesus himself experienced deep shame. He was exposed in his death. He was, in a way, sexually humiliated. He knows that feeling of shame. And he can offer cleansing of our hearts. Whether it's the guilt of what we've done, whether it's the shame we feel because of what others have done, whatever it is, we can find cleansing in him. Well, in Mark 1, verse 40, we meet this man who knows so well that feeling of being unclean. Uh, Mark tells us in verse 40 that a, a leper came to Jesus. It was a particularly cruel condition to have. It was physically incurable at that time, and it was believed to be highly, highly infectious. And so as well as all the physical affliction and pain, you had the social isolation. There was a huge stigma. You couldn't even go near someone's house without the risk of kind of contaminating it. So you had to be utterly alone from everybody else. You were treated as spiritually unclean. Actually, you were treated like you were a dead person. And so this man would have felt toxic, as though the only thing he can bring to other people is defilement and contamination. And again, that will describe how some of us feel. Some of us will feel we're just too messed up inside. We feel like we're radioactive. We'll feel like all we can do is is just spoil and contaminate other people. And we might think to ourselves, well, if, if God is out there, he wouldn't ever want to have anything to do with me. We might look around at other people and think, well, I can see why God would love them, but, but not me. I can see why God's grace can sort out everybody else, but there's no way God can sort me out. I'm too far gone. There's just too much mess. And let's be honest, there'll be others actually who feel pretty pleased with themselves. Maybe some of us this morning are, are listening to this and thinking, well, actually, I feel pretty good. I don't feel dirty at all. But the fact is this man in Mark 1 is, is meant to be a picture of all of us. Whether we feel it or not, there is a sense in which we are all spiritually unclean in God's sight. So however you're feeling about yourself this morning, you need to know what happens to this man because all of us have the need to be spiritually cleansed. All of us have the need for our hearts to be washed clean. So we have the need for cleansing. Wonderfully, the story doesn't just stop with the need. It shows us the means of cleansing. So this episode begins with something really unthinkable happening. Uh, verse 40 says, a leper came to Jesus. Um, someone with leprosy is not meant to be coming up to anyone. Uh, this, is, this is scandalous. He's meant to be staying away from people, but he knows that Jesus is not anyone. So he comes to Jesus, we're told, imploring him, and kneeling, says to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. Uh, He recognizes something about Jesus. He knows Jesus has come to heal us and to cleanse us. He knows Jesus can do that for us physically and spiritually. This man is experiencing a form of living death, but he knows Jesus has power over death. So he believes there is a force in the universe that can make him clean. And the question for us is, do we know that? Do we know that there is the means for us to be completely cleansed within So he recognizes something about Jesus. He knows there is the potential for that cleansing with Jesus. He also recognizes something about himself. He knows he's unworthy. He says, if you will, you can make me clean. He believes Jesus can do this. He doesn't presume that Jesus should. This is not something he has a right to. Jesus doesn't owe him this. He doesn't demand it. He simply says, if you will, you can make me clean. Well, it may have horrified people that this man came up to Jesus. It would horrify them just as much what Jesus does in response because Mark tells us in verse 41 that Jesus is moved with pity. As this man kind of comes up to Jesus and and says these things, Jesus doesn't pull back in revulsion. Jesus is not even indifferent to this man. No, Jesus is moved with pity. He feels for this man and his predicament. So please know this, whatever you have done, whatever darkness, whatever dirt you feel within your heart, Jesus does not find you disgusting. Jesus doesn't flinch when he looks at you. Jesus doesn't flinch when he looks inside of you. Jesus is deeply affected by suffering. He cares. This man matters to him. What this man is dealing with matters to him. That means you matter to him. And what you carry within yourself matters to Jesus. So when Jesus looks into your heart, he's not grossed out by you. He doesn't recoil from you. He doesn't move away from you. He moves towards you. Well, it's not just uh, how Jesus feels. It's what he does that Mark shows us. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. That's amazing. Jesus physically touches this man. It, It would have been many years. It may even have been decades since this man felt human touch from anyone. But Jesus reaches out and touches him. Now, that was a dangerous thing to do. This man was a leper. If you touch a leper, you become unclean. The Old Testament law forbade you from going near lepers for that reason, to protect you. But again, Jesus isn't anyone. He reaches out, he touches this man, and he says to him in verse 41, I will be clean. Jesus says, I'm up for this. I, I do will for you. And he, he says to this man, be clean. So Jesus feels for us. Jesus can help us. And Jesus means To help us. And we see the immediate effect in verse 42. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. Jesus' words speak uncleanness out of this man's heart and speak cleanness into this man's heart. It turns out Jesus was never at risk from this man's leprosy. This man's leprosy was at risk from Jesus. Jesus' cleanness is more contagious than that man's uncleanness and this is why this is one of my favorite passages in the whole bible because it shows us there is more that is right in jesus than wrong in you there's more goodness in jesus than sin in you there's more grace in jesus than offense in you the very worst in us cannot compete with the very best in jesus And I think we struggle to believe that. Some of us tend to think, well, that's normally true, but I'm just too messed up. You know, it's going to be my sin that, is the, that shows the limits of Jesus. It's going to be my sin that breaks him. Well, if I can say this kindly, and that bike has gone you're not that special. Your sin is not too much for Jesus. Romans 5 verse 20 says that where sin increased, and sin so often increases in our lives, doesn't it? Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. There is always more grace in God than there is sin in us. So here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to come to Jesus and you bring your biggest sin and let Jesus bring his biggest grace. Because I know who's going to win. Jesus is himself the means by which we can be clean. So if you're feeling that sense of inner dirt, that sense of inner darkness, come to him. Come to him now and just bring yourself before him and and say to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. Because Jesus will say, I do will." be clean. So we've seen that the need for cleansing, we've seen the means of cleansing, but this this passage closes out by showing us something of the cost of that cleansing. Uh, Jesus cleans this leper and he sends him away with two instructions. Uh, In verse 43, Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. Jesus says, you've got to keep quiet, okay? This is a time in my ministry where it's going to be tricky if this suddenly dominates how people see me. So Jesus says to this man, he doesn't say, listen, can you just be a bit discreet? He says, say nothing to anyone. Okay, this is absolute. You must not tell anyone what I've just done. And then he tells him to go and see a priest. This is, this is kind of like going to see the doctor or going to have your, your COVID testing and, and just kind of receiving a clean bill of health, getting the confirmation that you have not just been, been physically healed, but actually you have been spiritually cleansed. So that's what the guy's got to do. Shut up, go to the priest, Sort it all out there. He will give you the paperwork and then you can be kind of in the clear. Instead, the guy, verse 45, went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news. And we can't really blame him because, you know, if this happened to us, we would be unable to keep it to ourselves. So he disobeys Jesus. He goes up and just tells everyone. It's, It's all over Instagram. He's sticking it on YouTube. It's going viral. And it just goes to show that it's, it's amazing how in need of Jesus we can be. How desperate we can be for his grace and mercy. How glad we can be to receive it. And then how quick to think we know better than Jesus does what we should do next. And yet Jesus still gives him grace. Grace. Well, the result of this man kind of disobeying and telling everyone is very significant Uh, mark rounds off this little account by saying jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter so this thing has gone viral everyone knows about it now and it's interesting I said earlier that Jesus wasn't contaminated by the leper. He wasn't made unclean by coming into contact with the leper, but in a sense, he has been made unclean. At the beginning of the scene, it was the leper who was isolated. It was the leper who had to be out there in the wilderness away from everybody else. At the end of the scene, it's now Jesus who's on the outside. It's Jesus who's in the desolate places. It's Jesus who is isolated. It's Jesus who can't go into towns. And so the two of them have swapped places. And I think Mark is showing this this because it's a clue to how Jesus actually goes about cleaning up our hearts. How does Jesus take away our shame? He bears it himself. How does he take away our guilt? He bears it himself. How does he take away our dirt? He bears it himself. And so this episode is a foretaste of of what Jesus was going to do in his death on the cross. It would be through his death that he would bear in himself all of our dirt and uncleanness. As Paul says in the New Testament, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God made him who had no guilt to be guilt for us. God made him who had no shame to be shame for us. God made him who had no spiritual dirt to be filthy, so that we could be cleaned. So for Jesus to cleanse us was going to be no small thing. It would cost him no less than his life. And yet it's as if as Jesus was hanging on that cross, he was able to look at you in the eye and to say, even in the midst of that agony, I will be clean. Let me pray for us. Our Father, we thank you for the heart of Jesus that is moved with pity by the mess, the darkness, the, the filth in our hearts. We thank you for the actions of Jesus who would reach out to touch the spiritually untouchable. We thank you for the words of Jesus that pronounce blessings of, of cleanness. And we thank you, Lord, that all this has happened because of the death of Jesus, that he was willing to take and bear in himself all the guilt, all the shame, all the sin, all the darkness and all the dirt that lies so deep in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that he was not only able but willing to make us clean. Amen.